0: You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network.
1: Everybody, you call us the robbery! I you fucking pissed moans! I'm out to shoot every motherfucking last one of you!
0: That was the weekend of your show opening, which I still have not seen. Dude, will I see it? You, you, if, you, if you see it soon, I don't know how much longer this needs going to hold out. I was looking at the tickets. I was like, maybe I can move these up a little bit. Man. So when are you coming to see it? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. That's right. Uh, can you maintain
2: until that I'm gonna, night? I'm gonna, night. I, I do my best to maintain. I'll think about baseball and do my best <laughs> to maintain. Uh, no, this past weekend we had two shows, and we were originally supposed to have a 3 o'clock and then an 8 o'clock, but then they had some kind of scheduling issue, and we had to end up moving it from 3 to 5. So we basically did two shows back-to-back, like immediately. Ooh. Well, in the first show, in one of the fight sequences, I'm supposed to go, like, get thrown to the ground. And, you know, in, in fight sequences on stage, usually the person who's getting attacked, a lot like wrestling, the person who's getting attacked is actually kind of like the one who's in control of what's going to happen pain like, Yes, pain-wise. they use their energy. And so uh, I think I planted my leg kind of wrong before I hit the deck and twisted my knee. <laughs> And so like right immediately after we're supposed to have like this punch out where me and this dude kind of go around in a circle mm-hmm. and throw punches at each other. And I noticed something kind of funny as I'm going around in a circle and I'm putting my weight on my right leg. Oh, it's not sustaining. It's it's I'm not able to keep my weight on this leg. Oof. And so I'm like hobbling. And luckily at this point in the show, it would make sense for me to be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I had a show right after. <laughs> not so much for the year. Uh, where I start and I'm chin. already limping. I'm like trying to hide it as best as I can. And I'm like, oh, no. oh yeah, this is. Oh, and people are like, no, it's cool. It's like you're a cop. You've seen some stuff. I'm like, nope. People are going to be able to tell. Like oh. this guy's limping for some reason. So yeah, and then eventually it's kind of like what what happens with boxers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're boxing and they throw a hard enough punch, even with their gloves on, they'll break their hand and it hurts at first. Yeah, but then you give it about 10-20 minutes, you play with them, and it numbs up, hmm. and
0: you could throw your hand as hard as you want. You got that adrenaline. That's going That's kind of what happened with
2: my leg. Where Powered I was like, you okay, it's numb now. I can do whatever oh, I want no. with this thing.
0: Now, have you had this properly diagnosed? Nope. Okay. So this is just your, you're going off your own. Uh, Listen, Joel, I situation. feel like
2: my, because uh, it's my body. <laughs> a man knows his body. I feel like I know best. Me and WebMD.
0: That's that's like, all you need. What
2: I'll do, I'll go on WebMD, and usually it's that I have either
0: um, a cold <laughs> or cancer. <laughs> exactly. It's can't one of the two in Between it can't be anything in between. So you got a 50-50 chance, basically. Yeah. So, you know, YOLO, yeah. right? No.
2: Yeah, yellow, mellow yellow. Uh, <laughs> well, so yeah, no, that's it. Sounds cool. You guys went to the the
0: Dallas Symphony. Did the symphony they had a little Christmas weekend? Did uh, want to, took a carriage ride looking at some lights. You guys um, took a carriage to ride. Tri- I know this is why I was trying to divert fucking storybook bullshit. Tell that me that you and your fucking wife. It's do. just listen. It's the holiday time, and you gotta. It's the you do things that you do it on on the holidays. I just wish that you wouldn't talk about this shit in front of my wife. I know <laughs> because then she realizes how much of a bullshit husband I am. I was really hoping like you weren't gonna ask me, I'm just playing it off. Oh, I'm just kind of played games. She's like,
2: she's like, you have a standing date with Joel every week. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can't get a fucking dinner once in a while, and and I'm like, I try to argue it. I try to be like, uh,
0: yeah, yeah right, <laughs> You can blame right. it on me. Listen, Joe, if it makes you feel any better, I'm having the exact same conversations on my end. So, uh. <laughs> wait a minute, what? My but wish. you're going on like cruises and vacations and stuff. Yes, but our laundry also piles up and oh, nothing gets done. And that's why you were doing it when we got here. That's right. And the dishes. You missed. I missed the dishes. Right as you walked in.
2: I did. I missed them. Um, so, yeah. This Don't is believe the, me? Ask, ask the, the dishes. dishes. <laughs> After all, miss, this is France. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. You need to okay, well, we could pause it if you need to go and, uh, This is the editing bay on the next wave radio network. my name's Joe and this is where we come to talk about movies sometimes they 're good movies sometimes they 're bad movies. no matter what the case, we will watch a movie every week and uh, tear it apart, put it back together, and uh, tr- maybe see if we could do uh, a better job at it and we invite you our lovely editing bay listeners to join us in the conversation, go to Facebook and in the search function put in the editing bay that 's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Uh, go ahead and click on that. And that brings you to our page, and that's where you can talk back to us. Uh, let us know what you think about the movie of the week and uh, what you would do different about it. This podcast uh, brought to you by our fine
0: friends mm. at Videoblocks. It sure is. Videoblocks. Videoblocks.com slash Editing Bay. <laughs> uh, we've got a deal going on with them right now uh, through the end of the year, so you have a few more weeks to take advantage of this deal. It's their triple bundle deal for 149 for the year for the price of 149. Go, you, a little bit of cocaine there? Get this night going, hey man, After watching this movie, I feel like Joel takes a, a bu- bit of bump. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. But <laughs> the low price of- if You like cocaine? <laughs> Videoblocks.com. Definitely cut that part out, Jeff. Videoblocks.com. For the price of one forty nine, <laughs> you get the uh, you get the yearly subscription, which is all of like their royalty free stock footage images for a fraction of the cost. Download all the stock media your little heart desires. Yeah, um... when we started this recording an hour ago, one hundred fifty thousand videos. I'm flustered here because we've got Sarah and one hundred thousand audio clips. So all the content's royalty free. You can use it on your uh, you know your personal project projects. <laughs> what my personal what I want you to keep this entire ad this entire thing I don't think I can
2: contractually do that Joe <laughs> I, I am so thankful that I at least just get through <laughs> the title of get the company witness. and then I throw it to you I know you I'm do like, this every Brock, time you buy video blocks right Joel take it uh, <laughs> take yeah. it away You've got 10 years in radio advertising. <laughs> you've done endorsements, right? It's behind the like, scenes. I hate doing that. Oh, my God. One of these Videoblocks.com slash editing, bay man. This place is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever tried to produce stuff on your own and do like, you know, try to get your own stock footage that you're going to use in the future. Mm-hmm. And chances are you get something like stock footage when it's fucking clear out and you're trying to do something in a scene where it's raining. Oh, yes. And you need, you need to have that match up. And Videoblocks is there to help you out. That's They've right. got. Tons of footage, tons of video, tons of pictures, tons of audio, and a
0: special deal $149 a month if you sign up before the end of the year. It's videoblocks.com/slash editingbay, or uh, you can go to our website, editingbay.com, mm-hmm. click the banner and edit at the can top. Just touch my life. <laughs> I certainly did. <laughs> That's how I support you, and you can support us by going to videoblocks.com/slash editingbay. Awesome. So, um,. That's like why you are the professional. This is this is where uh, we come to talk about
2: movies, and mm. sometimes we are lucky enough to have a guest. And we have already uh, we've mentioned that she's sitting here with us right now, my lovely wife Sarah, Yay. Yay. who uh, yes. has joined us to talk about Lethal Weapon, and there's there's a reason why because you wouldn't normally think Sarah and Lethal Weapon, mm. um, but. Fox started the TV show, the Lethal Weapon TV show, starring Clayne Crawford and Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, right, yeah. Um, Watched the pilot originally Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. wasn't too thrilled with it. I didn't (laughs) think it was going to last. But then Sarah and I would kind of keep watching it on Hulu, like, oh, let's check out another episode, check out another episode. And something happened Mm -hmm. where the characters started to become pretty damn endearing, Mm -hmm. uh, especially Clayne Crawford, who plays the Martin Riggs character. Oh, yeah. Uh, Really started to kind of charm the pants off of me. Uh, and, and it was something that like kind of a ritual every week, Sarah and I'd be like, Hey, you want to see what's going on with, with Lethal (laughs) Weapon? Riggs and Murtaugh? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I am assuming, I assume you, you enjoy it.
3: Yeah, that was fun. Well, I think initially we started watching it thinking it was going to be terrible and Uh we expected it to be really bad, especially after that first episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, just being based off of a movie like that where they're just banking solely on the name. You never know and what the quality is going to be.
3: That old. I mean, there's some right. things you can bring back from the '80s that are kind of that work, like Fuller House. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> it was cheesy to start off. Does with. That I work? mean, you can't make it any cheesier. It's the same thing. But really, we're bringing back. Okay. Mm. But no, as it turns out, the the show actually was pretty fun.
2: It 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 found its stride. Um, yeah. maybe. Uh, not halfway through the first season, but it took a few episodes every to kind show, of get going. Every show takes that first season to get its footing. Uh, there's, there's definitely, um, you could tell some conflicting views on how the show should play. <laughs> oh yeah, because like the pilot had a bit where they like stumble onto like an indie car race, and one of them starts chasing a bad guy in an indie car, and it looked yours, like CSI from was, the commercials that I saw. It was a little weird. Uh, and then there was an episode where they're like in a building, and they throw themselves out of the building <laughs> and there's a bomb. They have a bomb. They throw the bomb even higher and then shoot the bomb for it to explode or something. That's right. And then they, fl- they fly down into like the pool of the, the building that they just jumped out of. From a Ooh.
3: high rise in LA. Yeah. So, it, you know, what, 10, 10, 12 stories up? Yeah. It sounds at
2: like the least. climax from Batman. Uh, there, so there, are, there were a few moments early on where Sarah and I would look at each other and go, oh. Taking some liberties here. I don't know if that's gonna work. I don't know I don't know what they're doing with this show. Uh mostly though, it's been pretty good. Uh there were a couple of episodes so far, this this most recent season, where the writings kind of suffered a little bit. Uh it didn't quite work for me. But what was fun about this is that we were looking for a Christmas movie to talk about because yeah. we couldn't do you wanna do Gremlins.
0: We will be but doing Gremlins. But we remnants. can't record that yet. Yes. You're
2: going to be watching that tomorrow night. That's right. Um, You've gotta so, a you got to get your knee untwisted before tomorrow. You've got a friend me. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we wanted to talk about a Christmas movie, and I remembered, holy shit, Lethal Weapons, the Shane Black... Shane Black fucking Dude. writes Christmas movies... All over the place.
0: Not only does he write Christmas movies, he's basically... I realize as watching this movie, he's basically been making the exact same movie over (laughs) and over again for like the last 30 years, starting with this one, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, So
2: this takes place uh, probably about a week before Christmas Mm -hmm. uh, starts off, and you have a, a, a woman... And it is so tragically 80s, like there's... There was a point in the very opening of this movie where I'm like, (laughs) I see what's happening and I'm kind of peeking out the corner of my eye at Sarah while she's watching it. Which part? Where basically it's Amanda Hunsacker. She's jumping out of the window. No, right. And she's just laying there, boobs (laughs) splayed out.
0: And I'm like, the mm. eighties
3: boobs, <laughs> yeah. Everybody walks around with like their shirt just yes. kind of flapping open. Hey,
0: man, if you want to get my attention right off the bat, there's a way to do it. But then, uh, but then I also like that even after she has fallen how many stories to her death, uh-huh. laying atop a, a crumpled car, she's still like it's seamless. There's like no blood, there's no damage, and she's still laying in kind of a GQ pose. Yeah, and even Jenna mentioned was like, "Well, wow, that uh, we, if we could all die that way." It's Joel Silver. Shirtless. It's Joel Silver. He's like,
2: okay, uh, you know, I, I think that it's great that she dies, but she should she die sexy. Can she die sexy? Can we put a spider in there too? How is
3: Joel you can't Silver. That was perky boobs. No, I mean, that's right. Come on. Yeah.
0: Cash in while you can. Yeah. How is Joel Silver. After. This could be ironic that I'm talking about this after that comment. How is Joel Silver avoided all of this I don't sexual know. harassment Wait. downfall? Uh, okay.
2: Um. Oh, no, I was thinking John Peters. Oh. Dude, I don't oh. know how Joel Silver... I have no idea how Joel
0: Silver has he's, escaped all this. He, he's such a He seems like the type of, kind of producer. guy where you would hear these things and be like, yeah, sounds about right. Is he, alive? Is he still that. alive? Uh, yes, is yes. He, yeah. He's still okay. producing well, crap. There we go.
2: Um, Not this crap, though. So, in a nutshell, this Lethal is... Weapon, it's the it's the the movie that established the formula for the buddy cop film. Absolutely. Um, and coming back to it, Okay, well, I'll get to that in a second, but okay. just, it's the movie that established kind of the buddy cop formula, and what you have is an aging cop about to retire. Yes. That cliche, the two weeks from retirement, happy birthday. That's where this started, mm-hmm. uh, and he teams up with like the the young, the young upstart, you know, and, and he doesn't always play like, by the rules. Yeah, uh, he's dangerous. Yeah, and so uh, and so they have to team up now, and they each learn a little something from each other that's right. uh, while trying to bust this this case that started off as a possible suicide <gasps> then homicide <gasps> then it's involved in narcotics Drug it, like, ring. every every point of the police department should have been involved in this investigation <laughs> and, but instead can't risk it's it, just Joe. these two guys we got to do it on our own nobody will ever believe us just rigs and murtaugh
0: there's a lot of unbelievable police work yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> leading up to the climax where uh, this fist fight is happening <laughs> As, between Gary Busey and the Mel Gibson character and uh, I feel like one of these cops like this is kind of a Rodney King situation if just one more cop joins in but they're just around like they might as well be throwing money into the ring it looked like a cock fight watching the two of them with these cops and I'm like man what you can't do nowadays
2: with with Murtaugh screaming rigs let
0: me take him yeah, let me just... take him
2: that's what sarah was she sarah was like what is the point of this this mm. doesn't make what what were you saying his pride
3: well, at best what's he going to do he wins the fight you're still getting arrested <laughs> I know. you're surrounded by two dozen cops <laughs> with automatic it, weapons his
0: dignity you understand, because <laughs> he's a, you he's doing? a fellow uh, he's a fellow soldier so he understands
3: well before that we were saying so he he makes it away he escapes on the right? freeway gets mm-hmm. in a car drives off yeah Oh, damn, he got away. And his first thought is, I know, I'll go back to that cop's house. <laughs> Rather than get away with my crime, what if I go right back to the cop's house? Because no will be looking for me there. Everybody
2: I've worked with on this caper is dead. So it's not like anyone can come after me, try to silence me. I could just get the fuck out of here. Instead, yeah, he goes to the Murtaugh household. Pride. Um, yeah,
0: pride. Fucking you. He's going to see the mission through. This is pre-motorcycle accident Gary Busey, right? Oh yeah. yeah, like
2: Gary Busey, kind of, kind of, kind of a smooth operator in this. Yeah, film. yeah, not bad. It wasn't painful Coherence? watching him. <laughs> he wasn't making like anagrams out of stuff or <laughs> yeah. whatever he does. Lethal Weapon. L E T H. Without everyone annoying <laughs> people on normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Was the the audio mix off on this film, or yes. am I just getting old and can't understand nope. what people I'm so glad are you saying? said that too
0: because I was having the same thought, especially like the the scenes in uh, Murtaugh's house uh-huh. with his family. Yeah, like I had it cranked up, he couldn't understand a
2: fucking thing. The, he uh, was the dialogue mix was way low. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's also the scene where Murtaugh is talking with Agent Johnson from Die Hard in his office, mm-hmm. uh, not <laughs> not him, the other one. Um, and so there's a Die Hard joke. Uh, so. He's talking, and he sees Riggs in the office. And the thing is, what's being discussed in that scene (laughs) is super fucking important. Private eyes only. There's so much going on that sets up. It's the exposition Mm -hmm. of what's happening in this film. But our focus is Riggs because that's what Danny Glover's looking at. So because Danny Glover isn't paying attention to this guy... We're not paying attention to this guy, and I realized this time through I'm like none of that is coming through it wasn't it wasn't until this time watching it. Where I'm like, "Oh, they really do give a lot of the exposition, because I watched this movie a million times thinking, yeah. wow, they really expect you to make that leap and kind of understand what's going on." Yeah, I didn't notice that. So you're
0: blaming that on the director then maybe? I I don't know if I'm, I don't know if, no, I, don't know if I can blame that on Richard Donner.
2: Donner. No. I think that's going to fall squarely on the laps of the post-production crew on this movie. So what I'm interested in knowing, Sarah having watched the TV show and now finally getting to see where that comes from, the, the, the rigs, the Martin Riggs crazy. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you in the movie, as opposed to how you see Clayne Crawford play through that on the TV show?
3: I think it's done a lot better on the TV show. Oh, I don't. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. The movie wasn't. I didn't get that same dynamic between the two partners. For mm. life, I me, mean, I can't figure out why they, they like get each along other at all. <laughs> they're not very likable. I don't find Mel Gibson's wow. character to be endearing in the least. Wow. He doesn't seem like. A tortured soul, like he is on the TV show, he seems like just a crazy asshole. <laughs> he's kind don't of a get crazy asshole. Same, the same kind of,
0: you know, charisma. I will try to defend that and say that in a movie, he's got to be really, he's a lot more intense in this one. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of time to make him a nice, fluffy character to get you to like him and then get you to feel sorry for him. They kind of got to cram all that into that first act, right? Uh, where you can't really let that kind of character breathe. So yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would want to see Mel Gibson. Eighteen episodes in a season, right? But it sounds like I'll take this guy.
3: Well, the thing with the like the TV version is he's kind of a loose cannon, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not a dick. Like psychotic. Like this, Mel Gibson's character is an asshole, <laughs> but he's also like clearly someone who doesn't need a weapon. Like you need to go yes. sit in the corner and think about what you've done. With he's your his life. own like, baby. Weapon.
2: He knows all kinds of martial arts. They should register him as a lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. I
0: always love it I miss that I oh, never honestly. realized that
2: they fit really? the title of the movie well, You into had to. Film. it was a rule back then
0: Joe you didn't know that <laughs> but terrible. in the 80s and 90s you had to say the name of the movie I had,
2: I didn't remember that at all we were sitting <laughs> on the couch and he said I went oh god that was
3: pretty bad it wasn't as bad however as the saxophone that got me oh my god. right off the bat <laughs> so much sax in this <laughs> movie <laughs> god, <please> <laughs> stop
0: <laughs> did they know I mean pretty clearly they <laughs> didn't <laughs> that we'd be making fun of Joe. What do you think thirty years from now they'll be making fun of in our current culture? Uh, I think they're going to make fun of the 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 blah, the Inception. Yeah, blah. De- we're making fun of that now. That's yeah. definitely over. But, but, but I... what do we think is cool now? That we wear, or that we... Shit, I
2: don't know. Dancing? I don't know. Pro- probably this resurgence of like 70s pop culture. Yeah. With Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. Like yeah. that, that 80s, that early 80s kind of style and That'll music. just move on to the 90s and then the aughts. And probably, but people will look back on it and go, man, what's with all these fucking colors? <laughs> It'll happen. It looks It'll neon. Happen. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because we did it in the 90s. Yeah, we rebelled and sure went like did. dark and. Yeah, Batman. Thank tones, you, Tim Burton. Earth tones. Yeah. Yeah. Saved us.
3: I think it's going to be the Matrix <laughs> fighting. That whole. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, and now stop. Move the camera. Wow. Yes. It's, it's already. Man, it's they, already kind of like alright we get it it that was meat in the matrix but now it's every the single Zack Snyder everything I, I do remember when they you can't have a movie with when that they anyway. made
0: a TGI uh, F Friday commercial with bullet time oh god after the uh, popularity of the matrix that's when you knew it was, you had to jump the shark when <laughs> <laughs> it's like my fine family dining <laughs> There's establishments like, are using family it, matters it bullet time it was, it was time. like the thing would freeze and you would see a little pov go through the uh, with you know <laughs> oh a my. waitress with poppers on a train that's right. yeah that's right and then there's Urkel. a blooming onion did somewhere.
2: i do that <laughs> oh you meant the restaurant tgi friday i thought you meant like the like T G. they got its fridays on <laughs> tgif boom okay so and, and edit maybe it's because i have the uh I have the other films in mind, mm. and I know the character work oh. that's done in, especially in *Lethal Weapon* two, which
0: I think is probably the best of the franchise. I was just gonna ask because Lethal- I've only seen this one and most of three, yeah, and that's it. *Lethal Weapon* two is really um,
2: it takes giant steps at developing the characters a lot more and establishing more of that relationship between Riggs and Murtaugh, um, how Riggs fits into the like the whole family dynamic with mm. the Murtaughs. And it it explores his backstory a little bit more. Uh, what about the wife? Th- yeah, he doesn't so, just cry over a photograph. No, he, does, in the he doesn't first just act. cry over a photograph That's in the good. first act. And in fact, they really temper that whole like I'm suicidal and psychotic. Well, apparently he is more the loose cannon that you're kind of used to in the TV show uh, in the second film.
0: <laughs> more so than this one, I can't imagine that.
2: <laughs> well, what I mean is he's more loose cannon, not psychotic, uh, suicidal. Got it they they kind of take care of that.
3: You know, what? that's a really great moment though with Mel Gibson right there at the start of the film where he's looking at the yes. picture of his wife and he's got the bullet and he's I mean you just like he keeps moving his gun from his forehead to his mouth to under his chin and it, that's intense. That's where the the sax really enhances <laughs> the mood. <laughs> that's a really good moment that comes, you know, 32 seconds into the film that uh. I kind of wish had happened after we had met him in a lighter context like maybe yeah. he's just being an asshole I know, like right? flip flippant with other cops like oh i know everything get to that and part later deeper. yeah
2: would it have been better for you if we got the gunfight at the tree lot before that moment hmm. instead of after yeah yeah i think that we if we have gotten a little bit more of that we understand why he's he is the way that he is like you know, afterwards, that we see that whole bit where he's shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, yeah. and he keeps trying to get the guy to shoot him, and then you know he takes him out, and then we get that moment in the in the trailer. That, I think you're right about that.
0: Where does Joe
2: Pesci fit into this? Trilogy? Joe Pesci, he's right. well, he, he, he shows up in part two because he ends up going into witness protection uh-huh. because he's going to turn evidence on these uh, on these bad guys, and so Riggs and Murtaugh are supposed to be watching him. Um, and that's the Leo Getz character. Yeah. Joe Pesci's Leo Getz. Leo shows up in, in part two and then ends up, like, existing in the series from that point on. Yeah. Like, even in, like, the advertising for Lethal Weapon 3, it's I like know. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover back to back. And then there's, like, Joe Pesci <laughs> He's coming
0: out from the bushes, between <laughs> the like, bushes. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> was that a. Well, that's what I'm saying. Was that a misstep in the <clears throat> Lethal Weapon. Uh... In the franchise? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Mm. Because he. Um, he was awesome in the second one. He It was like Leo Getz in the second Lethal Weapon film was like a career-defining role. Wow. And so having him in the third one was cool. Like, bring him in for a little bit, but it was too much, just a little too much. And also, they were just trying to... Lethal Weapon 3 just kind of jumped the shark, and then 4 was way unnecessary. Uh, but Leo Getz was a good character. He They just needed to use him a little more sparingly in the third film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking about the first Lethal Weapon... <laughs> So we get plenty of examples of how suicidal and sick that Martin Riggs is. And one of the things that I talk to you about when we watch the show, and I'm like, man, I really wish they would just establish the relationship more between Riggs and Murtaugh. That, you know, every week it seems like, oh, Riggs didn't tell Murtaugh about this thing now, and now they're not going to trust each other. And, like, I feel like, okay, we're a season and a half, almost two seasons through this show. It's time we bring them together because – that's part of my problem with this first movie going back and watching this movie. Is oh yeah. It it's so contentious and you're right. Uh it, you're cont- they're contentious and there's really nothing that happens in the course of the film that brings them together other than the fact that Riggs is like, yeah, I'll help you save your daughter. That's mm-hmm. fucking 30 minutes before the movie's over. <laughs> yeah. So they just share know, some experiences
0: saying, together. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily make uh, for what was it their big compelling. their big
3: moment is that Murtaugh is gonna get shot at the pool when they go to find the guy and Riggs tells him like duck or jump or <laughs> something yes, like
0: that's right and then they shake hands and, and it's he's like, like wow we're blood brothers now
3: you saved my life
0: really well then they, they kill it.
2: they they shoot yeah. a perp twice in the chest he <laughs> falls in the pool and then they <laughs> they both jump in to try to save him the whole time Sarah's like just lift him up. Yeah, Stop pull, trying pull from to get him him bring him out of the water. <laughs>
0: that was a failed attempt from uh, from the get go. <laughs> That's a good point. And I, and I do like that the they scene at the academy. And
2: they swim to the side of the pool and they're like, <sighs> "I'm like, there's still a body. Yeah. Like you guys just <laughs> gave up. <laughs> You're not going to help."
0: Seeping blood into the uh, chlorinated water. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're pretty blasé with uh, with the deaths, the amount of deaths in this film. Yeah.
2: They keep referring to a blonde kid that Rianne is dating, uh, Murtaugh's daughter. Yeah, he, she's like he, Murtaugh even says, "You mean the kid with the pits in his face?" But apparently, he's a blonde-haired kid, pits in his face that is dating Rianne. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be Gary Busey? Uh, ooh,
0: is she what? dating
2: Gary Busey? We never see this character. We never see who they're talking about. But they—it's one of the biggest sins in film to talk about something and never and show never it. Never show it. Yeah.
3: Didn't uh didn't they say at the end there like how he knows to go back to his own house that like his family's in jeopardy that he hears over the wire that like they found another body washed up on shore this one's near your house and it's a That's what it was. Yeah. That's what okay. Uh. With dimples. <laughs>
2: Thank God you heard it, because I was like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Is
0: see this too movie, late
3: now he's dead. This movie's too <laughs> complex. We'll never meet him
0: for its own uh, for it's, its own sake. It's very it's for very being complex a rump. and really apparently like it was much darker initially in like the first drafts and, and really? Richard Donner kept trying to lighten it up. That's why that whole beginning sequence where uh, Mel Gibbs is walking around naked in his trailer, yeah, you know, with arse hanging out. Oh, by the way, did the... Um, yeah, that was added on, by the way, after the fact. when so weird. The beginning was too dark. But it was supposed to start with uh, him in a bar, like, beating up a couple of guys who were picking on him, but uh, they decided <laughs> it, was, it was too dark. That, that's great. Stop picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, were you annoyed? Because this is like, what? Just post-Mad Max Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. So not quite Americanized. So, yeah, a
2: little bit of that
0: Australian. There's a couple kind of, of scenes there. Out. that's a, Kind of. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's one where it's just, like, blatant. Like, oh, I'm, I just got off the boat. What's he say? Put another shrimp on the bobby.
2: That's a real badge, I'm a real cop, and this is sh- a real gun. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Every time he gives that line, I'm like, hey. You should have probably worked with someone yeah. a little bit more on that before you gave that line.
0: <laughs> was that the ADR in the booth? <laughs> I fact, know, right? Or? He's still doing it. That's what it sounded.
2: That's a real badge, I'm a real <laughs> cop, and that's a real gun. <laughs> Out of speak, Australian. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay him on the table. Do it. Uh I, I really like this movie a lot. I love this movie, and I love the performances from Mel Gibson and, and Danny Glover. Uh, I agree that they don't give them enough. Like in hindsight, they don't give them enough to really establish that relationship. And there are a lot of stupid things going on in this movie, like eighties <laughs> action movie trope. Stupid things that are happening what? in this film. Is it a trope? If
0: trope, is it a trope? If this is the first one, if this is the movie that the first started time it, it? it's been done.
2: Well, mm. it is a trope when it's the stuff that they're doing isn't what was originated in this film like like the the hero and the bad guy fighting it out on a in a front yard like with all the cops surrounding them like that's the shit you see in action, B action films all the time like yeah. stuff that happened before Lethal Weapon um in it, the
3: water of course yeah because it can't be raining it's la so they have to bust Dude, out a yeah. fire hydrant a
2: pipe there was the there was the scene where uh riggs is on the street like trying to interview hookers to see if he could figure mm-hmm. and it's like suddenly it's it's fucking raining <laughs> it's just raining out of fucking nowhere and i realized the reason mm-hmm. it was raining and i pointed it out to you was because gary Busey came jumping out He driving his car out shot and the car did like a cool slide yep, turn yeah i was like that's the only reason Everything looks cooler raining. in the
0: rain. Why, are they, why is there a busted out fire that's, hydrant when they're having the fist fight the at the end? the only reason that's that right. it was raining because we cool. couldn't do that car stunt on a dry road. And it happens very quickly. I remember you mentioning in a Michael Bay film one time how like we go from... Night to day to it's night. It's midday and then it's dusk Transformers and then it's 4? midnight and within like 30 seconds. Uh-huh. This does that with rain and water. Yes, it does. It sure the fuck does. Because right after that scene, after Riggs gets shot
2: and he's got the, the bulletproof vest... They, like, get back on the road to go to his, to Murtaugh's house, and it's fucking bone-ass dry. Bone dry. Yeah. And 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 we even have this bit where it's like, we've got the advantage, Rog. They think I'm dead. Yeah. Then they go to the Roger's house, and after Roger's been in the house for two seconds, the fucking phone rings, and it's Gary Busey, and he's like, <laughs> you want your daughter? I was like, like, he doesn't even wait for, for Murtaugh to say anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you want your daughter? I'm like, well, what if this obviously was- they're watching the house, and they know you're fucking alive now, Riggs. Yeah.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. 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 Oh, you didn't think it was just like good timing? No. Oh, Joe. But, no. Oh, but oh, come Which on. Is,
2: like Gary Busey's sitting. I want that well, scene in this film where Gary Busey's just sitting and he's
0: like, what do you think? You think he's home now? <laughs> well, Should Joe. I call? Should I call now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's an awful lot of coincidences with timing in this film. Like when uh, when Donald Glover. Is it Donald Glover? What? Or Danny Glover? No, Danny Glover. Donald C. Glover's in community. I used to Donald do... Glover probably wasn't even alive when this movie was made. <laughs> I used to do the opposite, but uh, yeah, you're right. Danny Glover. When Danny Glover. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, hey. Wanna be Danny Glover. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, hey. He goes to visit, uh, is it Hunsucker? The Hunsucker proxy? Hunsacker. Hunsacker. Is it Hunsacker? Yeah. Who's the guy who gets shot drinking yeah, eggnog, eggnog right? Hunsacker, yeah. Yeah, so when I saw him, like, take a swig of that eggnog and I realized he was surrounded BLEAM! in glass, and I was like, I don't know, there's going to be a sniper somehow. So, you know, somebody's going to shoot him through the glass, and we're going to see a shot of that eggnog coming out the side of the carton. Sure enough. Although. When I was thinking a sniper, actually it turned out to be a fucking helicopter. Like this huge chopper just <laughs> ascends from where? A like how do you not witnesses. hear a helicopter coming around the mountain? Sarah's line when this happens: Sarah goes, "Well, that was brazen. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no one would ever suspect it." So I, I give him kudos for that. But
2: yes, and then she follows it up with Riggs like pulls out his gun, he empties two clips. Yes, and she's like. I thought he was supposed to be like the best, the best shot the no. best shot we just we literally just st- saw that scene. We just saw that scene. And he can't hit a helicopter? Are you kidding me? Well, it was windy that day, like a, Joe. A They're right off the sea, <laughs> so the currents. What did you you had some uh, some observations about uh Trish, Murtar's wife, uh compared yes. to in the we show? Loved her.
3: Well, okay, compared to her TV self, she's just so frustrating, just so not not great because on the television show she's a lawyer. She has like they have this great like very modern relationship where it's mm. kind of like the the guy is a little bit of an idiot. I mean clearly the lady knows what's up. She wears the pants in the family. She keeps shit running. That's right. And the man is there to like come in and her through place. sometimes, right. and then say stupid shit, and then she has to correct him and uh-huh. sort everything out. And in this movie, it's. Before that, it's yes, 1980s, yes. where it's she's very, like, "Hey, cook. honey, happy birthday! I brought you a cake to the bathtub." You, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait. So the whole family busts in on Dad in the bathtub,
3: and
0: my first and thought: was Wait that. a
2: minute! I look for Dad's taking a bath.
0: <laughs> just where are wait we? Wait a minute!
2: Dad's taking a bath to start the day. <laughs> what? What dude is like? Time to get ready for work. Let me just draw myself a fucking bath. <laughs> And then your family comes in with like your yeah. your bits and pieces. There like, were no bubbles in no that bath, Joe. That was just clear water. And then he's like, "Come here, give Daddy a kiss." No, give Daddy I know. A kiss. And, and I'm it, like, oh. if
0: this were like his maybe two to four year old children, but we have like a teenage daughter there and son who's making uh, eyes at uh, at Riggs. At Riggs, yeah. yeah, uncomfortably. And by Riggs, I mean his penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't we all with those tight jeans, Mel Gibson? <laughs> you know, as much as we're all we all hate Mel Gibson. Well, I think we're gonna agree the, with that I don't hate Mel Gibson. No, as a person,
1: but I don't know
2: if I can come Mel Gibson back yet. as a
0: person. So yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if you, I do. Have you forgiven him, like Jesus? On the
2: well, Christ it's stuff. not my place to
0: forgive him.
2: Mm. I, he didn't do anything to Jeez, me. Jesus I think Christ. what he did was despicable, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to apologize to me. Eh. It's to Sugar Tits that He's, he needs to apologize to. <laughs> he, he seems and very, to his ex wife.
0: Very unapologetic, though, in all of his actions, it seems. Yeah. He just doesn't seem like a grade A type of person. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, other You're than the, other like than the fact surprise. that after he
2: got the role as Mad Max, he like
0: donated his entire salary to the well, church sure. that he was a part of. Money's one thing, Joe, but. Uh, it's, <laughs> I would rather have somebody that treated their fellow man with a little more respect and dignity, and kept the money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess it's my priorities. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because when I'm rich and famous, that's what I I'll be. I don't know, at. man. I, I, I don't know. I,
2: I, I feel like that. There's, there's a guy there who maybe had a lot of success that went to his head, and he made some mistakes. I, I like Mel Gibson. All right, you heard he's, it here first, listeners. He's done a lot of stuff that I really enjoy. Mel Gibson apologists. Uh, oh, yeah, it's because he's a good kinda, actor that he gets kinda, a pass. No, huh? he's not even like a great actor. <laughs> he's just tapped into like some of the shit. The Lethal Weapon films. He's charismatic. Braveheart. I love Braveheart. He's a good director. What women want? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, coming soon. <laughs> wow,
0: you you had a little throat, a little uh, little vomit come up there, Sarah. So Thank you. Oh, can we have you back on, please, when we do that as a podcast? Because I, that is on my list, by the way. Yeah, I can't stand that. I got dragged to that piece of shit. What? But Okay, so you're not a big Mel Gibson fan? Uh, Not as a person, but I, he's charismatic on stage and screen. On stage? Yes. What shows have you seen him Hamlet. on stage? No, <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. No. But he did do his Hamlet. Hamlet. His Hamlet was kind of junk. It was kind of garbage. Uh,
0: Yeah, compared to that Kenneth Branagh one. I like that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, compared to the fucking David Tennant one. Hey, what's your favorite mm. Christmas Carol? Like the Scrooge story. Jen and I were talking about this the other day. Scrooged. Yeah, with Bill Murray. Yeah. Ooh, nice. You know what? And that's what she said too. That was her poll. You have I'll a pick favorite? Christmas Carol. Yes, I love that one. But I gotta admit. Yeah. Do you ever see that Patrick Stewart one that was made for TNT a few no. years back? It's really good. Logan. It's kind of uh, it stuck a little more to the, uh, the the book, apparently. Logan. But I love it. Seek it out. Are that's you going to see the uh,
2: the that new thing where Dan Stevens plays uh, Charles Dickens? That looks great. And it's oh, kind of like Shakespeare in Love, but this... with Charles Dickens and the Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, is that what that's about? Yeah. Mm, I will now. I do <laughs> oh. love a Christmas Carol. Okay. Did well. you
3: see that? The Jim Carrey version? That was you the, know... like the... the... Cartoon. It was like yeah, a the Polar, Polar Express. Express, the Grinch.
2: How the Grinch
0: Stole Christmas? No, no it, was... it was it was a Christmas Carol. He did an actual Christmas Carol where Jim Carrey was doing the mocap. It was all it was huh. just like um, Beowulf and uh, and Polar Express with the dead eyes,
3: like a doll's eyes. Very disturbing. Uh, I only yeah. caught the last five minutes, and it was enough to tell me I don't want to watch whatever came before. Did this. have a
0: conversation with Jenna recently where really? she was trying to defend that, and I was like, Yeah, but the eyes—you can't get past the eyes. Uncanny Valley. Yep. That's Although, that's do you see the trailer for that James Cameron uh, Robert Rodriguez Alita? I believe is what no, it's called. You, that's. Did you see that they, they're they doing Escape from New York? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've known about that.
2: Blah. Yeah. First, you're hearing of? No. It? No, not no, a fan. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did see the trailer for Alita. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are like, man, I can't wait for this. So distracting.
0: The yeah, eyes thing, it's still, so distracting. For still me. doesn't work for you? Doesn't work. The scenes where she's with other humans, I think, are convincing, but the scenes where she's jumping around, getting uh, up off her seat. That's right. Jumping around. And uh, avoiding, like,. Doc Doc octopus coming at her whatever <laughs> the hell that is did you see that something with no the i don't remember any of this and i watched the trailer anyway. this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. don't remember any of it let's do a little trailer talk here what about jurassic world i
2: haven't watched it I haven't watched that one Uh-oh. no yeah there's another one that came out too that i haven't watched um i can't i can't remember ready now. player one that's it the ready player one trailer we already did that one didn't no we no before, the though? second one no though. i know i know yeah, but we, I mean, did, we, we, yeah did we did we yeah we did that original. first one yeah Dude, this one's more of the same. I've got. To, I, I need to see. I it's getting me it. more excited. Well, hey, we'll a little, uh, go to our Facebook speaking page. Speaking of Ready Player One and all those '80s references, yeah, Lethal Weapon. Uh, what? what <laughs> I mean, what do you take away from it? Do you have any other notes on this thing, Sarah? Do you have any other thoughts on ha- having to sit through this film? Uh-huh. That well, didn't you tell me that one
3: of the the ongoing jokes with this movie was how Riggs can run faster than yes. any car? Yeah. that drives.
2: Riggs runs faster than any car on the road. Uh, And they actually lampoon it in the very beginning of the second film, where they're in the middle of a car chase, and Murtaugh's car breaks down, and Riggs gets out and just starts chasing Edward. And you hear the guy on the radio go, red car's running up the hill, so's Riggs, on foot. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like sprinting, uh, and yeah, he catches the fucking car. Of course he does. another thing that Sarah always points out when we watch the TV show, Riggs and Murtaugh Never wear fucking seatbelts. Such a pet peeve. It drives her fucking nuts. Because it wrinkles the clothing. This is exactly They're what I'm talking gobs. about.
3: They're cops. Put on your, your seatbelt. Seat you're belt. running into shit all the time. But, but, uh, listen, how are you not dead?
2: What, what we <laughs> noticed in the movie, Riggs and Murtaugh. Never wear their seatbelts. Yeah, you can't wrinkle them suits. So man. I think it's a. I think they're paying. They're referencing the movie when you they do that so? in a TV show. I think this
0: is more of a production issue than anything else. No, because I don't
2: know that I. I think I thought there are like rules now that I you guess. have to always have like seatbelts on. Maybe that's just advertising. If you're doing commercials, well, you always have to
0: have seatbelts. But
2: I agree with you. <laughs> like, I. How are they? Yes, they're cops. How are you not wearing fucking seatbelts? They're
0: above the law, Joe. And plus, when they pull up on perp. And they gotta run into action. They got no time to get that button. Let the seatbelt go. You know how many times you get caught. You know what happens when you stop fast and then it won't let you go. Yeah, I hate when that true. happens. That's they true. do that a lot, man.
3: I there just want to see the show play on that. Like when they do one of those crazy turns around, like in the middle of the street. Yeah. I'm w- holding their gun with no seatbelt. <laughs> I want the gun out. to go flying out of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, let's let's see some consequences. Murta does a barrel roll.
0: <laughs> do a <laughs> barrel roll. Oh, he's getting too old for that shit, man. Man. Says, do they do that in the TV show as well? Uh, Tell me they I haven't. I think they did it in like the first. episode. Yeah, doing the pilot and then just to get it out of the yeah. way and then never to say they that won, again. One,
3: one recently that you fell asleep halfway through and they did, it dude, came that happens in, all yeah. the time I no, no. As,
0: It's the yippee kaye mother effort of the die horde of the die horde die horde It's like Canadian
2: <laughs> die horde eh? die horde. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, the TV show has some some really endearing characters. So. Uh, Jordana Brewster plays Ooh. the uh, the psychologist. Okay. So that's the blonde woman that's what? Uh, Mikey's mother in The Jordana Goonies. Jordana
0: Brewster's just blonde? No. No, what I'm saying is oh, in the movie, the in the Lethal
2: Weapon movie, the psychologist, the gotcha. blonde woman, oh, yeah. that's the mother of Mikey and Bran yep. in The Goonies, she's played by Jordana Brewster in oh. the TV show. She's pretty good in it, but... Does she wear the same 80s hair or did they at least... No, everything's modernized. It's awful. There's this um, uh, crime scene tech who's also like... He works in the Morgan shit. His name's Scorsese in the TV show. His name's Scorsese. He's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't remember him at all in the films. If they ever had a character like him in the films, I don't remember him. He's fucking great in the show. And the guy who plays the captain, uh, Richard Donner's brother plays the captain no in the movies. Oh, is that his brother? Yeah. But oh, in, in he looks the, like him. In the TV show, I don't know who this actor is, but he is charismatic as hell. He's so fucking likable uh, that... I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that they were able to give him a little more, just like they do with the captain in the movies, that they kind of bring him in a little more and make him a little more likable and relatable, yep. that they've done that with this character
0: in the TV show. Interesting. Yeah, you you're making me want to watch a show. You should check it out. You're not the first person who's told me it's uh, quality television. Just just understand that the first three episodes or so, you're going to be like... It's <laughs> always hard. But it's just like, just, you got to give up three hours of your life before you start enjoying something. Push past it. <laughs> or I just could push play past three it. hours of Mario. How about there, that? there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, any notes? But I think I might. Oh well, uh, this all started because we're in the Christmas season, and you said this is also considered a Christmas film. Do you do you feel that it is more a Christmas film than Die Hard? No. <laughs> oh, all right. No, this it, it really isn't because Die Hard actually plays
2: like Christmas plays a direct role into the story of Die Hard. You've got ho 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 motherfucker. Yeah. You've got a whole bunch of shit like where you're talking about Santa and Christmas tree and you know, you got Ode to joy and even John McClane and his journey is almost kind of a he's It's the almost a, a Santa Claus allegory where he's like going down the he's elevator down the shaft. Chimney, yeah. It's like going down the chimney. Uh and so I kind of yeah, I kind of see more Christmas playing into Die Hard than I do in this film. But
0: what about when Mel Gibson kicks Gary Busey into the Christmas tree at the end? <laughs> That's so weird. They're like, or, or they're playing. What is
2: this big pole that Gary Busey picks up and starts <laughs> yes. like, swinging around? Where did I that was, come? from? I was reading
0: about that fight. Like they worked three different types of martial arts style into that, but like it's it's kind of obvious. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, uh, Mel Gibson's got like the uh, what do you call the it? nightstick? Go like, yeah, and the wooden baton, and they're going at it with bows. Yes. not the speakers no I gotcha so like Donatello <laughs> beats by Dre Uh,
2: yeah no it's it's a pretty jarring fight yeah. and then like yeah Mel Gibson turns into like Hoist Gracie and starts like getting him into like submission holds and shit <laughs> exactly Sarah's
0: like death by crotch <laughs> yep yep
2: that's that's pretty you much know, how it works the
0: only other note I have about this is um ah, Joe and Shane Black has done this. <laughs> Besides the saxophone, even more torturous than the saxophone were the scenes of actual torture in this film. Yeah, I can't deal with that stuff. And Shane Black always does that in his films. Yep, he sure but, does. Uh, these, these in particular, were were hard to watch. Yeah, very cringy.
2: A little, a little rough. Um, <laughs> did I posted a a link on Sarah's wall? Uh, she had posted about seeing watching Die Hard, mm-hmm. and uh, I had found a a video on YouTube, and it was lethal called weapon. Lethal Weapon Sax. <laughs> and it's like the same lethal weapon you love with 10 times more sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else about the film? I don't. No? Do you guys recommend it? Sh-
0: um, to who? To whom I don't know.
2: would you recommend somebody watch this if you know what? what if you were to ask me? All right. That like some guy I walk up to you and go, "You haven't seen Lethal Weapon? Are you kidding me? It's a fucking classic. It's an action movie classic. You totally got to watch it."
0: Would you have that same... Re- would you tell somebody that same thing? No, but I would say watch The Nice Guys or watch um, Iron Man 3 or yeah. watch any of the other Shane Black movies that are basically kind of... He's he's getting better at telling the same story over and over again. Uh-huh. Uh So I, uh, did, did you see that? The Nice Guys with no. uh, Ryan Gosling? No. Nope. It's this movie, basically, except the 2017 version oh, of whenever okay. whatever it came we'll out. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, it's great. So it's hard to recommend something that... Because what does this have that that film didn't? Mel Gibson. That is true. Crazy Mel Gibson. Crazy old Maurice.
3: <laughs> I think I tell people, if you come across it on USA, go ahead and sit down and watch it. But don't <laughs> pay money mic. for it. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, don't make a special trip. I mean, if the Draft House is doing like some sort of fun like themed night, sure. yeah, absolutely. But... For me, this one is a standalone. Unless you can convince me that it's worth seeing this to see number two, then I'd say. Eh, I feel like watch I feel the TV like it show. is. Skip and the that's, movie, watch the TV, watch show. TV show. But there you, there you clearly don't need to have seen the movie to enjoy <laughs> the didn't. TV show. So just do that one.
2: I uh, I would obviously I would recommend the movie because. Shane Black wrote the last, the last Action, Action Hero? Hero, I just saw that Get too. Get the fuck out of town! But I forgot he did "Long Kiss Goodnight" and yeah. "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang." That's Dude, the one with
0: the RDJ. What I, I loved
2: about "Long Love Kiss Goodnight" is Gina Davis. Her final line of the movie is telling someone to suck her dick. Yes, like that is the badass. Chick it's the move, first man. and only time I've ever heard a woman say that in a film.
0: Didn't Demi Moore do that in uh, uh, "Sergeant Jane"? Is that what it was G. called? GI Jane. GI Jane. <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper's GI <laughs> <G>. Jane. <laughs>
2: Uh, I do think that it's worth seeing this movie just because lethal weapon 2 is such a fantastic film
1: <laughs>
0: that, again with the prerequisites
2: uh, exactly and that it's you shouldn't have it but because of I'm a fucking ADD completionist <laughs> you should watch yeah. the first one to get into the second one that's that's my feeling but I totally see where you guys are coming from uh, alright well before we get into this whole what it did wrong what it did right in our recasting again want to give a shout out to our sponsor Video Blocks uh, they got a, a triple bundle pack that's going on right now special before until the end of the year $149 a month and you can get all the video images uh, music royalty-free that you could shake a stick at and use for your projects. It's far too expensive uh, to do this piecemeal uh, and try to find these things online and pay for them uh, individually when you could just go to video VideoBlocks uh, and you could pick out whatever it is that you need for whatever project. If you're doing a film, if you're doing a podcast, or if you're doing some kind of, you know, fuck it, if you're like Orson Welles and you're doing an, a, a radio play, you can get your fucking sound effects there. Videoblocks.com. Uh, again, there's special deal going on till the end of the month, uh, $149. Uh, you can go to our website at editingbay.com and click through the link there. Or you can go to just videoblocks.com slash editingbay. That's right. And uh, that will bring you, bring you to the page. That will give us a little kickback if you happen to subscribe. Yeah, support the show. Videoblocks.com slash editingbay. Son of a <laughs> 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 All right. Guys, what did
0: Lethal Weapon do right? Let's start with you. Yeah, sure. Mel Gibson. It's very hard, especially when I was trying to recast that this. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like a lot of the TV show kind of hinges on that actor and you liking him. I uh, I felt the same way about Lethal Weapon. I think without Mel Gibson, his charisma, uh, you don't have the same... You don't have as entertaining a film.
2: You're, you're right about that. That it does fall more on rigs and it's a shame because the the Roger Murtaugh character can be really rich and yeah. they've they obviously delved into that a little bit more with the other films and even in the TV show you get to see a little bit more of it but even that still pales in comparison to how much Uh, focus that the Martin Riggs character gets in both the movies and the TV show. It does hinge on that character because he's the one with the more dynamic backstory. He's the one that's a little suicidal, a little crazy, uh, unhinged, and it's because of that dynamic backstory that he has. Uh, What I think Lethal Weapon did right, um, and I'm probably going to be in the minority here, I really love the production value of this. movie. of course, yes, you are in the minority. Like, I really love the way that this movie is put together. Like, yeah? it's just tell me because it, it's it's a nostalgia thing. It it just screams to me of like me my my years growing up and like discovering these movies and discovering what I love about movies. Yeah, Lethal Weapon kind of encapsulates it. Not just this movie, but well, almost, half the franchise. It just it's like. It's like a cozy blanket that I just love to wrap myself up in.
0: <laughs> it is kind of impossible to make police movies like this anymore um with the internet because so much of police work is just like done you know on computers nowadays yeah. and God bless David Fincher but even he sometimes has a hard time making people typing on keyboards look interesting. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, this was back then when we're just going to drive somewhere and there's explosions and yeah. gunfights and it's like we're, we got to find the bad guy. How do that's we right. do that? Let's look. They're probably selling drugs. Yeah, we'll just we'll just drive around. We're and we go to that trouble. hooker's house.
2: Right. It blows up, and now there's kids, I and know. they're like, "Do it again." <laughs> yes. But you're uh, right. I I love the, and that's the best way I could I could put it. Well and maybe it isn't the production value. Maybe, but to me, that's that's what I've gotta I've gotta go with that. And I know I know that isn't the right answer. It's right. But it's my answer. What do you think, babe?
3: Um, well, I mean, I, I agree with you in part. The nostalgia, I think, is very fun. So, I think what I enjoyed the most was that it's just kind of a your typical eighties action, yeah. like you know, it's kind of mindless popcorn explosions, mm-hmm. silly buddy cop. Yeah, it's kind of enjoyable. That's so it's
0: the one that started it all. Yeah. So, what did it do wrong? A saxophone, <laughs> you know that saxophone. Nothing draws more attention to itself, and. Than- degrades the quality of this film it's so <laughs> distracting what? it They'll seems like, like a joke they like walk in the building and there's a dead body and you just hear
2: "why <laughs> <laughs> it's like what like you almost expect the camera to pan over and there's just a guy this in guy the corner just playing the fucking sax doing the live
3: it always feels like you're either about to enter, like, a porno or, like, a <laughs> Top Gun is going to come flying up over, like, <laughs> over the <ranch. laughs> it's, it's Eric,
2: Eric Clapton fun. and Michael Kamen, guys. Uh, one <laughs> is thing I, Eric Clapton doing Yeah, that? Eric Clapton. Did, well, he did the guitar work. Uh, one one thing I will say, like Michael Kamen's score for Lethal Weapon sounds so much like his score for Die Hard. He is a derivative, yes, of himself, uh, but it, I do love so him. So much so that it makes me wish that in the 80s, early 90s, we had had a Lethal Weapon-Die Hard crossover. <laughs> that would have made me super fucking happy. Um, man, what I thought that this movie did wrong, honestly, is the flimsy-ass fucking plot that they put into it. And they tried to overcomplicate it, where it's like... She fell out a window, but she would have been dead fifteen minutes yeah, anyway. I because, do like that scene. Like, all right, dude, we don't really need all of this. Like, you didn't have to have that. You didn't have to have the double cross where it's like, well, because it was the father. The father uses his bank to launder their money for the heroin. Like, yeah.
0: It is
3: way too fucking. And that complicated. whole backstory
0: about oh, you know, back in back in the war, back we started Nom. this deal to pay for the secret ops that we yes, had going on, and Jesus. we just never stopped. And Lee, and and, and Mel he knows Gibson. Murtaugh.
3: he's got no Murtaugh. Yeah, That's right. Murtaugh's got a picture of that girl when she was just eight years old. <laughs> and Mel Gibson with reason.
0: the whole like
2: only nine guys in the world can make that shot. That's right. Yet he couldn't fucking shoot Gary Busey. <laughs> he had plenty of time to shoot fucking Gary Busey. There's just they over fucking complicated it like to to a next level kind of degree. What do you think?
3: I think the pacing of the Riggs character. I mm. didn't. I. I didn't feel like he. We met him, and then he grew into something. He just was sort of thrown at us, yeah. and it was kind of jarring. And Feel sorry it, it for took me. The whole movie to sort of feel like, well, okay, maybe I don't want you to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I'm not really sure. I'm on the fence. If this, you know, <laughs> indifference, Mr. Joseph or whatever takes you out, Joshua, of Joshua. Joshua. It's, it's Mr. Joshua.
2: You can call me Mr. Joshua. Jay's for Just Jovial. Optimistic. Seasonal. <laughs> Hallelujah. you you'll tide. That doesn't start with a U. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh all right. So um mm. so if we were to remake Lethal Weapon. Well, yes. Somebody uh, beat it. Beat us to it. They made a TV show. Several people beat us to it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's, but if we were to remake this right. one, how would we do that? Uh, I think we've all recast four. Well, you and I didn't. Sarah, did. are you sitting this one out?
3: No, I did four. You, you've got. Four if I can as remember well. what I, what I, what <laughs> okay. I put in my head.
2: We'll just go through and we'll we'll, we'll let Sarah best save the best for
0: last. It's oh, oh, so insane. Nice. The best. All right. Well, I started with the general. Down the ge- there at the bottom. general, the big bad guy. All right. I've got that, too. Oh, yeah? I went with Ed Harris, steely-eyed Ed Harris. Playing kind of the same character like The Rock? Playing the same character you always play is fucking intimidating. Except for in Milk Money. You keep saying that you said that on our (laughs) Rock episode, and I I don't know it then. You're not going to know know it now? now. We should probably watch it. I've never heard of that, and I don't intend to learn. (laughs) I went with Mel Gibson
2: (laughs) to play the general.
3: Oh, he's got to do what uh, we talked about. Yeah, yeah.
2: I went with Mel Gibson. Did you recast the general?
3: I did. Donald Sutherland. I
2: oh! That oh, that's pretty good. Donald Sutherland, man. I, we mm. were talking about it before we started recording, and you, you pulled... Who Was it you, Joel? Said Donald Sutherland? I did say he Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. And I was and like, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Charlie pretty, Sheen.
0: he's pretty fucking old at this point. <laughs> uh, Martin Sheen. <laughs> so who do you have next? Next I have the Gary Busey character. Mr. Joshua. Joshua. I went with uh, someone who is equally intimidating. How about Michael Shannon? From My, premium rush. Oh, Michael Shannon's good. Midnight special. But I like mine better, oh? Michael Fassbender. Oh, oh,
2: okay. Physically imposing Physically as well. Physically imposing. Oh, I can I totally see him when they do the lighter scene. Dude. And he's like, just light it up. Bam. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be good at that. Michael oh. Shannon would just be like, heh, ha, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to watch Premium Rush again. <laughs> He's fantastic. It's so weird. Like you watch it and you're like, "That's such a weird movie." But then, like two seconds later, I'm like, "I need to watch that again. That was really fun." Uh, did you recast? Mr. It did. Mr. did. You, you
3: never saw the the mini the Stephen King miniseries. The um um, who am I trying to eleven say? twenty-two sixty-three. Yeah, uh, I watched yeah. like
0: the first quarter did, of did it. Did you ever see that, Joel? That's the James Franco mm-hmm. JFK assassination. I did not. How is so it? So
3: one, uh, it was. I really yep. enjoyed it. It was really good. So one really intimidating character that I'd never seen as intimidating until this was Josh Jamal, and oh, that's wow. who Ooh. I'm putting in. That so, is one scary motherfucker. So you play
0: a Lee Harvey Oswald.
3: He played, like, just some, like, abusive, like, yeah. father-husband creepy guy. And he, wow. It, He's usually he such a good guy. Well? Oh, yeah, no, he like can Transformers. do... Transformers? He can do super creepy. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. what I've got, Josh Duhamel.
2: Good call. All right, so you're right. I missed all that, the the Josh Duhamel stuff. Man, i got to go back and watch that. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to our our, our duo. That's right. Do you want to do them both
0: together? Or? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Okay. Uh, so my Murtaugh, I went with the Edgy Four. We like him from Serenity oh, Serenity, and uh, Love Actually. And Doctor Strange. He marries uh, Elizabeth from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. I'm really mixing my movies here. Baby, that, 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 Teamed up with uh, crazy manic James Franco. What about that? Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, did, you just M- talked about James Franco. I'm always talking about James Franco. Did you make Franco. that up
2: now after she talked about Elizabeth No, look, I have it 33%. written
0: here. I did this oh, you do? mere hours ago. Yeah. Did you misspell Franco? Probably. You know, sometimes auto... No, that's Frank. No, I that's that. right. That is right. But I'm pretty sure I butchered Edgy for, <laughs> but I knew what I meant. I'm not even sure that's how you pronounce it. I think it. you got it right. Yeah. I just call him Chewy. <laughs> 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 All right.
2: Um, so uh, Mel Gibson played Mad Max and then went on to play Martin Riggs. I'm oh. picking another guy that's played <laughs> Mad Max. Tom I recast Hardy. him a lot. Tom Hardy because he's as Martin Riggs. Awesome. That'd be great, actually. Uh, he's intense. Partnered up with Idris Elba. As Murtaugh. Mm. I think that those two would play fucking fantastic against each other.
0: Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Joe, too bad your uh, awesome duet did not come in under the wire to be nominated for an Editing Award this year. Because it (laughs) would be nominated. Was that uh, the wire? Was that a reference to the wire that Idris Elba used to be in? (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah. But
2: way to try to find a... Sorry. A a common thread. Oh, Like a wire. (laughs) Fuck me. Hey, Uh, Sarah, who did you cast as Riggs and Murtaugh?
3: Well, you know, initially I had cast um, Idris Elba as my Murtaugh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then I was going more fun loving for my, um, for my Riggs. So I cast Jensen Ackles. (gasps) We've seen him be very silly on Supernatural. And Mm. I like that he's maybe a little older than the character should be. But Uh if I'm going funny, then I could recast my Murtaugh as, um, um, Keegan-Michael Key.
1: They,
2: yeah. Oh my god. Nice. And that could be fun. Dude, that's that's, that's that'd be more a great keeping pair in up. the
3: spirit with the T V show. Oh that's my god.
2: Now I'm just thinking like Jordan Peele as as I know He'd be great too. No, Whoa. he's gonna
3: he's gonna be down in the uh, what what's the guy? The the medical examiner? Oh yeah, Scorsese? Yeah, he's gonna be
2: Scorsese. <laughs> that's really good. Uh who's directing yours?
0: Uh Quentin Tarantino.
2: Oh, the 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 creator of the new Star Trek is that really happening? <laughs> uh,
0: it's all. I feel like a lot of the deals nowadays, Joe, are made like in the media. Uh-huh. Like like people are like Kathleen Kennedy offered loved her in romancing the stone. The next no the the keeper of the Star Wars uh, universe or at least cinematic universe. No all things Star Wars right Kathleen Kennedy yeah yeah. Um, well, I guess she's the president of ILM so and and all that that entails. Uh, like NERD just in the public <laughs> just like totally said oh I love Thor uh, I want Makiki Tatiti or whatever his name is right what's that director's name w- Wakiki hey mate hey <laughs> <I>, mate <laughs> we're starting a revolution but <laughs> oh, we didn't uh, hand out enough pamphlets so uh, not a lot of people showed up <laughs> I love that guy he's the highlight of Thor
3: <laughs> oh, oh he's alive <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like oh, I'm made of rock but don't let that uh, scare you unless you're hey, made hey, of paper there goes another one <laughs> yes I love that <laughs> This rug's falling off him.
0: It's a little rock paper scissors check. For you. Um, no, but she she flat out offered uh, him in the press, like, "Oh yeah, uh, w- he'd be great to to direct a Star Wars movie." And the reporter was like, "Is that is that an offer?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then he responded on Twitter. We're in the we're in the Twitterverse right now. Nice, we? yeah. But I feel like the same thing is happening with that Obi Wan movie. Ooh, did you hear that? That, uh, that might be the next standalone Star Wars. Yeah, you and Ewan, Ma- Ewan McGregor. Aside man. from the Ryan Johnson unannounced trilogy. Bringing you and McGregor back.
2: That's right. It's gonna be kind of exciting. Oh fuck yeah.
0: And he's he was clearly the best part of the prequels. <laughs> so let's do it, man. You know, I would put if Liam Neeson had two more movies to prove himself as a Liam well, Neeson's? <laughs> what <laughs> about the Liam Neesons? He stuff? was the best part of Phantom Menace, and I think he could have been a great addition to They should have brought him back like Obi Wan, man, like yeah. a, as a force ghost. Well he got in like a, a skiing accident. Oh, Oh, no, that was no, that was oh. his wife. Wow, I didn't mean to do it that way. I did <laughs> that not. Was mean that was Sonny Bono,
2: Joe. Or Was that John Denver? I love him, and you too. That's <laughs> where the streets have no name. Uh, all right. So my director is John Woo. Oh, fun action director yeah, man. man. You don't need much more than that. Do you have a director? Director face
3: off. Uh, I don't really know directors. Who, who directed who directed um the most recent Mad Max? That would oh. be
2: uh, George Miller. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Okay. There you go. go. Miller that's, time. A, that's a damn good choice. That's actually, pretty good. That's a really good choice. Yeah. Cool, guys. If you have any thoughts on how you would recast Lethal Weapon or what you think about the movie, if you have a an opinion that differs from any of ours, we would love to hear from you. Just go to Facebook in the search function, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that
0: will, uh, you know get you in, uh, in the conversation. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is EditingBay.com. When you go there, you're going to find all sorts of information about the, uh, the little podcast here, a little podcast that could. Uh, we've got links to our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle. Please follow us at the Editing Bay. Always be the first to know. You'd be the first to know that uh, we're actually doing Lethal Weapon this week and not the pre-announced Gremlins episode, which will be coming later. Uh, probably next week. Kaka. Yep, that's right. A lot of people were excited, and then I just dashed their hopes by uh, by delaying it one week. Dude,
2: but- fuck it, whatever, man. That's right. we'll just say- go
0: back and listen to our Small Soldiers episode. It's the same fucking <laughs> basically movie. the same thing. <laughs> but if you follow us on Twitter, you would have already known that. Also, you would know that uh, Joe, we're fast approaching the end of the year, and that means another episode, another Eddie Awards. What episode? The 2018 this is what, Eddie our Awards. Fourth one. This is our fourth. Uh, yes, I wow. believe. So. Wait a minute. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it's twenty eight. We're calling it twenty eighteen. It's really kind of more like the twenty seventeen. Like yeah,
3: celebrating twenty
2: seventeen. But it's cool. It's like when the Oscars and stuff happen. That's right.
0: They always call it the twenty eighteen. Except
2: but it actually it's actually all the work
0: from the twenty seventeen right, season. Fair enough. Whatever, man. That was our rationale. Nobody cares. But except if you, you go to the website right now, you're going to see uh, that uh, the polls are now open. You can cast <laughs> your votes. Thank you for turning that dirty. Cast your votes. Uh, we have thirteen categories, I believe, there, um, ranging from uh, worst actor, worst actress, worst film. Worst director, and then several uh, categories for, for some of the recasts that we do. Best recast duet, best recast male, female. Uh, and uh, you can help determine the winners. You go to editingbay.com. Go to the little Eddie Awards tab there at the top and cast your votes now. It's tight right now. Like, the, the, Dude. the choices, the nominees... Woo! It's tough to decide. I can tell you right now, if you go to the Facebook page, we've got the. I'll, I'll be listing the categories uh, every day until uh, until uh, the polls are closed. But right now, for worst actor, we've got Robert Pattinson for Twilight, Christopher Lambert for Mortal Kombat, Will Smith for Wild Wild West, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg for Planet of the Apes, Combat, and Mark Hamill for uh, for Star Wars. Star Wars, which is uh, controversial.
2: Is but it we'll, though? We'll see. I would I would argue that his work in the original Star Wars was not the best. I agree, which but is. I
0: don't think it was worse than some of the other people on that list. Well, uh, you wanna you wanna make your voice heard. Go to EditingBay.com dot Cast your vote today for the twenty eighteen Eddie Awards. Oh man! Oh, dude, you have like oh did they not make it? Those other. Uh yeah, the, the, the ones that are the nuts. ones that are not bolded Our runners up were uh, Bill Pullman for Spaceballs, yeah. Kenneth Branagh for Wild. Really, the whole cast of Wild Wild West could have been included, but yeah, that's you got to draw the line somewhere. That's what
2: you should do instead of Will Smith, just ensemble <laughs> Wild <laughs> Wild <laughs> West
0: because it was all bad. Maybe a Jai Courtney, uh, from Jai a good Courtney, day to die man, hard. I, I know you'd get some love out of that. Yeah, and then uh, that's Nicholas Cage was deemed too good in The Rock to uh, to make this I, I agree list. Yeah. I think it worked he worked for The Rock Yeah, I think um, his body worked though maybe would <laughs> probably be wanted
2: so next week we are going
0: to do Gremlins let's do it is that the plan yes sorry we pushed it one week But is that uh, streaming anywhere uh, I don't think so it,
2: maybe you know what <laughs> when we do the Gremlins episode let's remember to look and see if our next choice is streaming because <laughs> I ask that question
0: every time and we're like don't know sorry guys I do know that um Uh, Today's movie, Lethal Weapon, is on Crackle.com. All right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you
2: so much, sir. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Sarah, thank you, my beautiful bride, for joining us for this. Do you have anything that you'd like to say in closing? I love you. I love you too. I wish you were talking to me. I know.
0: (laughs) In fact, do it again. I know. (laughs) (laughs) now does that mean I get to cut out all the shit I did where I was fumbling through the uh, sponsors? No, we just we'll just just add all that. Uh, All right. Um,
2: guys one last plug for my show because oh, yeah. I'm very selfish slay hard with a vengeance if you're in the Dallas area playing at the Margot Jones theater uh, until the 23rd we've got the link on our Facebook page uh, but yeah come see me uh, as long as my body will hold yeah, out hang in there buddy playing the John McClane character uh, saving the world from terrorists who are trying to break into Santa's vault at the North Pole <laughs> can't wait to see it uh, it's, it's some fun stuff it is an R rated show man language is bad don't bring the kids. We had some people bring a couple of nine-year-old children this Uh-oh. past weekend. And I tried to clean it up. Oh, no. <laughs> and nobody else was going with me on that journey. Oh, no, just... Everybody else was like... Because at one point, I am supposed to say, like, get the fucking police on the phone. And, and the other character says, there's no need to swear, sir. And instead, I was like, get the police on the effing phone. And she still did the... There's no need to swear, <laughs> sir. <laughs> kind of makes it funnier, actually. I was like, okay. I like that. Um, so, yeah. Come on out. Check out the show. It's fun stuff. It's about... It runs about two hours with the intermission. Um, there are worse things you could do. Um, and if you do come out and see it, I'm going to give you a little password that you tell the people when you go up to Ooh, Fair Park. Rosebud. When you, when you go in, don't pay for parking. Tell them you're going to the Margo Jones Theater. Oh. And they'll just let you in. Sweet. And uh, you don't have to pay that $10 for parking. Good park. to know. Boom. It pays to listen to the editing bay. <laughs> uh, all right. We will see you guys next week for Gremlins. Thanks, guys. Run